Before we get going this week, I thought I'd just remind you that I'm a certified business strategist who's been in property for over 25 years. I know my clients shortcut their success by being laser focused through strategy and mentoring, as no one business model fits us all because funding, geography, skill set, it all plays a part in deciding what works for you. Getting it wrong can definitely damage your wealth. If you're serious about property, then your first step is a call with me. Nothing more difficult than following the link in the show notes to book it. Hello, and welcome to the Property Solopreneur podcast, a show for property investors and developers who want to build and grow their own profitable businesses. I'm sharing with you my decades of property experience and interviewing many other successful property people who are happy to share their varied and priceless knowledge freely. Business doesn't need to be hard, and nor do you need to be lucky. But as a certified strategist, I know you need a plan to work to. And a good start is by listening to other people's successes and failures. Why reinvent the wheel? This allows us to have a more in-depth knowledge of the wider property world. Welcome to this week's episode of The Property Solopreneur. It's just me this week. Because although my guests are brilliant for firing up inspiration and for giving us all really good insights into their areas of property, I do like to get the odd word in edgeways to remind us all that for most parts, we're solopreneurs and that if we like what we hear from somebody at the front of the room, someone who's leading a big team, whether it's in or out of house, then we've got to listen to what they're saying and then work out how to do it our way. Our way. Yes, those two little words often get lost in the hurly-burly of doing property. If you're not really clear on what you want, what you actually need to do to get what you want, then it's really easy to meander a little way off course. And then five years down the line, you're going to be way off piste and you may not have the funds or the willpower to get back to where you really want to be. Our way is also our dream and our end game. Now, Whatever it is, this needs to be in big letters somewhere where you can see it every single day. Now, I know someone who had it on the inside of their wardrobe. So every morning when she opened the door to get dressed, there it was, the mission statement telling her to keep focused that day. I'm often left wondering when I'm working with clients as to why they want to make their lives so difficult. The one question, so what do you want to get out of property? Where do you want to end up? is the one that they don't know the answer to. They just look at me as if I'm going to tell them. They know that they fancy this or that business model. You know, their heart is set on rent to rent for SA or student HMOs, flipping. But the goals for income and the lifestyle when they're old or how to leave it to the next generation or to sell it, somewhere over the horizon, not yet addressed. In fact, probably don't want to have a look at that. And I think that's really, really important because without it, you can't form your bedrock of what it is you're going to do. Now, I love a good property networking meeting. The good ones are vibrant, upbeat, fun, informative, a really good night out. But they're also one of the most damaging places to be for those who are undecided and not committed to their own future path, those who haven't worked out all those things I was just talking about. Because it's almost become a place for some people, where they're wanting to hear the fact that all their answers to their prayers is going to be answered by doing property. And over the last few years, it's become the norm to hear people stand up and say, I've handed in my notice. It's full-time property for me now. No more underbroke. And that's the cue for frantic whooping and clapping. 
it's all a bit cultish for me, I'm afraid. But do you know, doing that could be the worst property decision you ever make. That just underbroke statement. I think it's a big lie being peddled to make you think you have to do property full time or you're just not doing it right. Well, I did property and a full-time job for 10 years before I felt I wanted to do it full-time. And actually, if you scratch the surface of most people who, are, who have big portfolios and are not growing at the moment, they've, they've got to where they want to be, they're not doing property 24-7. They are technically full-time in property because they're not doing anything else, but they're not spending all their time doing it. And so you've got to remember that, yes, you are going to make a lot of money in property if you do it right. And yes, when you're setting up your new business, it is all consuming, but it doesn't stay like that. If you're going to do well in property, you have got to get used to making short-term sacrifices for the long-term gain. And the first thing you can do to get used to that is looking at what you're doing with your salary. Look hard at your outgoings. I'm often in discovery calls with potential clients and I'm startled by the lack of self-awareness by statements such as, well, if I work with you, can you guarantee that I'll be earning six grand a month or whatever it is they want within a few months as I really need to replace my salary? But I know the answer to my prayers is property. I've got to do property. I'm absolutely set on this. Well, property is not a guaranteed crock of gold. It really isn't. It's hard work to start with. It's often stressful. It's a steep learning curve, both in the property sphere and the business knowledge side. So actually, do you know, it's no different from any other high remunerating career. It really requires you to put in the time and effort. The problem with property is that you can't see other people putting in the time and the effort. You can't see the hard work. You can't see the sleepless nights or whatever. But if you're prepared to take that as a given, then you'll succeed. What I can say is, you know, my knowledge and my work with you is a given. Yes, of course, I'll give you 100%, but I can't do the work for you. I can't do the boring, time-sucking stuff that creates the bedrock of your future earnings. You know, the hundreds of phone calls you've got to make, the hundreds of emails you've got to send. But I always take comfort from the fact that owning rent, uh, rental property is completely normal for my circle of friends. What is not normal for them is having no job or a career that runs alongside it. You know, I've been in property now for 25 years, and with the exception of two people, or one or two people, no one owns the property portfolio sizes of my friends who've been doing this just as a sort of side hustle along the way since they first started. You know, they won't buy a property every year, but when you've been around for 20 years, that's still quite a portfolio, isn't it? Yes, property, I know it's increased in value in the last 20 years, but it did in the previous 20 years as well. The population is growing. We all need somewhere to live. But to see real results, you've got to let time work for you. And I don't just mean you know those glib comments about letting time pay down inflation and your debt and all the rest of it. I'm talking about allowing properties to increase in value when they've been paid down so that they can really do make a difference to you. I think there suddenly is a tipping point if you do that, where the property is paid off and that income becomes extra cash flow. Hello, lifestyle upgrade. And that's a big pay rise without you either having to work harder or doing a different job. You may love what you're doing. Now, all this may sound a little outrageous, but my first property, which I bought on a 6.25 interest rate, I had an 85% loan to value on it. It paid itself off in just under 19 years, including all the costs along the way. Now, 19 years sounds like here to eternity when you start. But looking back, 
blink of an eye. Honestly, I really don't know where that time went. It went fast, I know, because I was doing lots of other property stuff as well. I wasn't watching the pot boil. I always talk about the property that I had on a bank loan. And it was only during COVID that I was looking at some paperwork that normally my husband deals with. And I found this £5,000 loan. And I said, what's the £5,000 loan for? I I, I had no idea. And he said, that's the last bit of that property being paid off. And, you know, it had been on a repayment mortgage, just paying itself off £500 per month. The joy was unreal. It was like having a free house, to be quite honest. I hadn't noticed it being paid off. So I know those multi-million pound portfolios I quoted earlier. You know, I know that they were in London, but they were tired terraces when they were bought. And they're now worth seven figures per property. But the people who bought them didn't know that when they bought them right at the beginning. It just made sense to them. Buy a small terraced house and somebody will want to live in it and pay rent. As simple as that. But, you know, it works for my Stoke properties as well. So I went and had a rummage around whilst I was thinking about this particular episode. And I found that 20 years ago, I invested 16500 That was the deposit for a 75% loan to value in a three-bedroom terrace. It's always been full. It's now worth 100 to 110. It's had 138,000 pounds worth of rent. I tarted it up, refinanced, got my money out, and then I started to pay down. I don't increase the size of my mortgage after that. When I do remortgage, it's for the same amount. And then I pay chunks off. If I want more money, I raise it in a different way for the next property. You know, I'm successful in property. If you're successful in property, you'll always have a different way of raising funds without having to up your mortgages and then perhaps causing you a bit of stress along the line when the mortgage rate goes up or criteria about how to get one changes. If you want to have financial freedom, time freedom, and I think the most important freedom is a head free from financial worry and stress, then you've got to plan what you need to do now to enable you to be financially in the right place when the music stops. And when I mean the music stops, have you got an up-to-date will? I'm amazed at the number of people who go, well, I don't think I need one until I've got five properties or whatever. If you've got married, if you've got children, if you've got property, you need to make sure you've got your will up to date. If you're on a very well-paid job or you're just great at existing on your salary, and you know this is quite a lot of people, it's not a dream, then not touching your rental income, I think that's, that's definitely a plan for you. People who do this are absolutely everywhere in the property world, just they don't shout about it. Well, you might say it once in a property meeting, but not a second time, honestly. Some of the things that I get told or people say to me in response to something I'm talking about would amaze you. And they're absolutely vehement that they're right because there are some very strange facts being sold as truths in some places. And I have been told to my face that I'm a bad landlord because I own property in my own name. Apparently, if I was a good, a professional, a responsible landlord, I'd own it in a limited company. Well, that's so wrong on so many levels, just don't get me started. But back to the long-term gain. What do you want? When do you want it? Two key questions, and those will determine exactly how you can achieve your goals in property. Property success, not a straight line. It's not a nice, easy graph. It's often backwards and forwards and up and down. So I've just recorded one episode with a past client and more in the pipeline because they are now exactly where they want to be. And incidentally, we're not talking huge, huge timeframes. This was, I think one is six years, one is nine years. They've got great cash flow. They've got portfolios with growing equity and they spend 
not a lot of their day actually doing the nuts and bolts because they've learned how to be time efficient and they've learned how to be good at their jobs. But this isn't where they started out. They were both in corporate. They both had huge salaries to replace. And so the first question I always ask is, can you make enough money to replace your salary for definite within the first year? Or have you managed to make a financial cushion to pay down the mortgage of your home, to pay the bills? And if you want to be mortgageable, will you have a salary or something to back that up, to do whatever strategy you want to do? And incidentally, that works for rent to rent too. You know, you need to be financially attractive to lenders and potential landlords, whatever it is you're doing. Well, where they both are now is not where they started out in property because they knew their goals. They One wanted to find land and start to develop, really fancied doing some fun, funky, green buildings, and he's doing them. And the other wanted just a good, solid portfolio delivering the lifestyle with his family. So one did the maths and knew that six student lets, six student lets, not every student let that ever was, which is what everyone always thinks when they start to do their figures, just six would create the cash flow to allow him to leave his job and to have built up a cash reserve that would fund him for his first project. And he had a timeline on it as well. He knew that six student lets with his part, he could probably manage to get six in just over two and a half years. Actually, it didn't take him anywhere near as long. Because what he hadn't anticipated was that on the way, he attracted a great network of people People who turned out to love his ideas, loved the way he worked, understood that he knew business and he was learning what he needed to do. They're now his angel investors, seven plus figures. The other one went flat out in rent to rent and didn't just go, I'll do any old rent to rent. He excels in creating high niche HMOs that cash flow brilliantly. Again, along the way, other people saw what he was doing, got to know him, liked what he did. And they've invested funds for him that now buy his portfolio. And the rent-to-rents and the student-lets, they're the mechanism for generating the pay-down on the portfolios. They've still got their HMOs. They've still got their rent-to-rents. They're not going to give them up. They love running them. But they have become the cash cows for them. Because the more that's paid off, the more income is generated and then can be reinvested, often in non-property investments. Ooh, did that make you choke? because I know that a lot of people suck in their breath when I'm talking in property about non-property investments. You don't need to have all your money in property. And that's another question I'll ask people, you know, how big is your big? How much do you want to have? Because these people I work with, they've got rich, wealthy mindsets. They may not have had them when they start, but they will when they finish working with me. They employ the best tax advisors and wealth managers. They've got diversified wealth portfolios. And sometimes, if you just want to keep your money in property, you've got to realize that that means you're going to have commercial as well as rent to rent or buy to let or block, you know, whatever it is you do. It's got to be completely diverse so it can weather all storms. Property isn't liquid. And it does occasionally suffer from readjustment, to use a technical term. But These people, they take their wealth seriously. And trust me, they do the numbers every year on what needs to be bought, sold, paid off, remortgaged. Those are key things that many people don't do and should do if you are absolutely set on making property a success. So when you've got a solid, safe investment and everything else that you've done is now trundling happily into the right way, it's never passive, by the way. You can set up the most brilliant system, but something will happen. But it's controllable there will be time for other things. 
Have you ever wondered why some people have many businesses running simultaneously or have fingers in many pies? That's like, you know, for instance, everybody knows that I have a wedding business. The wedding business isn't actually mine. It is a business I have set up. It rents off another of my properties. And in the future, it's, you know, very shortly, it will be fully managed by somebody else. At the moment, I'm doing it because I want to know all the ins and outs, but I love knowing my business inside out. But you'll find a lot of us in property like that. We've got little side things going on. Well, it's because they've got the ability to do all these simultaneously because they've got a plan that they've worked to. And then each bit of the plan has worked and they've expanded their horizons. Anyone who is successful has learned how to read a spreadsheet. I know it's really tedious. It's not property. But loving working with a spreadsheet or interrogating your zero is absolutely essential because numbers don't lie if you ask the right question and you get good at asking the right questions. And then other people ask successful people to join their boards, become non-executive directors. That incidentally is when you get paid to ask questions and come up with ideas for other people's businesses a couple of days a year and get paid for it, to chair committees, to use your knowledge in business and property for the greater good. Really, really enjoyable. But it all started all those years ago with what do you want to get out of property? Where do you want to end up? Everyone who I have met who's done very well in property have realized that to get to there may mean doing something not immediately expected. Setting up is a means to an end. I've always had a mentor and I've always done one-off courses that sharpened me up. You know, There's always something new coming into the property world that you've got to learn about. And if you don't learn, you'll be left behind. Giuseppe Leone and I, we had a good chatter about why we love doing new courses, you know, the fun of it, the contacts we make, and the excitement of mastering something new that keeps us firing on all cylinders. But of course, if you do a course, the content has got to work for you and your targets and goals. It must not make you deviate and go down the wrong path. So you've got to know what works when you're first starting out should not be still your modus operandi when you're in your consolidation or starting to wind down towards retirement. The problem is so many of us get into hamster wheels. We're doing the same thing year after year after year. We might be doing very well at whatever it is we're doing, but we might not be getting onto the next part of our journey. If you've not got your plan right yet, or you want to scale and grow, then book a call with me and get a date in the diary to talk to me over Zoom. It's free and you can find the links at racheltroughton.com. And don't forget I spell my name R-A-C-H-A-E-L or follow the links in the show notes to my website. I'm a certified business strategist, so I can interrogate your business and see what's working and what isn't. But I think your mindset and your pathway is as important as knowing what isn't or is working for you. Through a combination of workbooks and strategy sessions, all can be clear. The pathway that you need can be plotted out. You'll be crystal clear about where you'll end up and what you need to do to get there. It may not be as simple as you think, but... If it was simple, well, as easy as falling off a log, then everyone would be doing it and they're not. Remember that the rabbit hole we're all in by going to property meetings and going to courses and watching stuff on YouTube and everything, that is a rabbit hole. The bigger wide world doesn't know anything about property, don't know what we're doing. That is why we need to make sure that we're doing the right thing. I know property works. I took a year off to be with my parents just before they died and I didn't have a drop in income. Um, I know property can change lives, but in order for it to be for the better, it's got to be planned. After all, it's not just about the property. Honestly, 
there's got to be a strategy about it behind what you're doing, how to get you from A to B and the business side as important as the property. So go on, go online and book a Zoom call and let's get you on a path of clarity and purpose rather than one of chance and chaos. Thank you for listening to The Property Solopreneur with me, Rachel Troughton. If you've enjoyed this episode, do hit subscribe and kindly leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think it would help on their property journey. If you'd like to get hold of my guide for building a successful property business, go to racheltroughton.com forward slash checklist. We only live one life. So let's get your dream a reality through building a profitable property business. If you found my stories inspiring and my content useful, then come find out more about my mentoring and strategy sessions by going to www.racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me. The banner link is on every page. Come and create and grow your own property business. That's the shortcut to success.